1: hello and welcome back to rotten tomatoes is wrong my name is mark ellis we have an incredible special guest today jacqueline coley joining me as co-host jacqueline i have to say something to the folks at home first thank you for watching the new stand-up special live and well came out a couple weeks ago. You made it a hit on YouTube and a bunch of other platforms. So thank you all. If you have not yet seen it, it's on all things, comedies, YouTube channel. It's the new hour, which I am just every night at the clubs now trying to figure out how to follow it. And um, <laughs> some nights are better than others. Jacqueline.
3: Yeah. I, I just learned this watching someone else's special. Once you've done it on TV or video, mm-hmm. like you have to murder that joke.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I you were like say you smother
3: much. the child that you gave birth to w- and never to bring it out again. Wow,
1: you went dark.
3: Okay. That's what it is.
1: Like I... all of those jokes you've murdered. No, I feel like they graduated <laughs> and they went to college.
3: Uh, will we ever see them again?
1: They're living on a farm and they're playing. You know, let me bring our guest in because not only is she a very funny stand up comedian, she's also a very popular streamer. She's a jack of all trades, a Swiss Army knife of entertainment, and uh, new to our fair city of LA, it is Lisa Wallen. Welcome. Hi, thank
2: you. Um, it's very funny that you brought that up. Mike, is that the same thing for when people post things on TikToks and Instagram? Because like when, when I post my jokes on there, I'm like, now I tell them live and I'm like, oh, no, ever like
3: three
1: people know the punchline we get in our head about it
3: (laughs) maybe that's why they only do crowd work on TikTok a lot
1: yeah yeah those are like like I'm so tired but if like because I do a lot of crowd work but I also hate like when you're like scrolling are you guys
3: married yeah yeah, Tell
1: you're not because you
2: look happy (laughs) (laughs) wait oh boom 100,000 views
3: listen listen, I'm not gonna get we're gonna get into the evil that's in store for us that's a little bit of a tease Uh the evil that
1: is a resident here yeah, yeah
3: we're about to we're about to to dive deep but I do have two comedians here and I will go ahead and say this about like just the comedy vibes in general is yeah man like I I will say this crowd work it makes me awkward now like I do not want to be anywhere near a comedian that thinks I am a target for crowd work because I am way too awkward to the point where I used to love to be the first one I used to love to be first row at a comedy show since
1: we've known each other now I don't no, because Jacqueline is but like you're and you're gonna find this too, in, now that you're in LA is like around the clubs here, a lot of your friends are gonna wanna like come hang yeah. out at night. Um, my friends do not come into the showroom anymore. Because our
2: friends are comedians. Huh?
1: <laughs> I have I have civilians. I have Jacqueline, producer Brian. They love coming up, meet me at a place like the comedy store. And I tell them when I'm going up, but I know the answer is like they're like, I'll see you after you're set. And I'm yeah. like, good. They, Cause that's the way I kinda like it too. Well,
3: because let me be real. No, I catch you. But similarly to the TikTok. Oh,
1: you're working in the background.
3: Like, no, it's more of like similarly to the TikTok. If I see you, I have to put some space. Otherwise, I know when the punchline is coming. <laughs> like, I know when you've gotten tight on
2: the six to a four. And, like, yeah. if I can tell you, I'm not your manager. Or mm-hmm.
3: your girlfriend. So, like, I just neither hate, one of those no, should happen. I hate doing
2: crowd work. Like, yeah. if someone's talking to my set, I'll just look at them and hope they'll shut up. Like, that's, <laughs> like, hey, <just, laughs> Telepathic. This joke is just for you now until oh you my shut God. up. Like, I I don't ever want to do crowd work ever. I well, don't
1: I don't ever want the, uh, the, the look that Lisa was giving the crowd <laughs> member because that's yeah. very, like, Alice. That's, like... That's Mila Jovovich level. I'm going to kick your ass.
3: I mean. Maybe with jokes. Or I might cry. I don't know. (laughs) Or she might weep. Every comedy show, it's like you're waking up in a world that you don't understand because you never know what's going to happen. Very similar. To yeah. Our movie today. That
1: is <laughs> a
2: good
3: transition.
1: Such a good segue into Resident Evil, the movie that we're talking about way back in 2002. We were all so young. God. It launched a franchise that is grossed a billion dollars, obviously, based on the enormously successful video game franchise that began on PlayStation back in the 90s. rotten on the tomato meter. The fans uh, glommed on to it, even though, as we'll talk about, it diverted greatly from the storyline in the video games. It's got its legion of fans that love these movies. They go see them. They support them. 35% rotten with the critics. The audience score does rebound, 67%. So it is fresh. On one of the metrics, but we're giving shout-outs to our great editorial staff here on rottentomatoes.com right now. You can check out 50 video game movies ranked by Tomato Meter. Number one is Werewolves Within Us, which is uh from 2021, I believe. Angry Birds movie two still hanging <laughs> at number two which I don't know if that says more about Angry Birds or more about the video game movie franchises that they're trying mm-hmm. to nip on its heels Resident Evil's number 17 so okay it's uh, kind of right there in the middle of the pack and That's again
3: saying something at this 35. was one of like the
1: earlier video game adaptations Here. and then as far as ranking the Resident Evil franchise the TV show is actually number one 52 percent so it's never touched fresh with the movies or the shows um this is number three the original Resident Evil Apocalypse is last at number eight, 19%. But that does have its fans as I found out the hard way from time to time on the internet. Uh, We are going to give you our take on whether we think Rotten Tomatoes is right or wrong. But before we do that, this this is such a fun episode to host because (laughs) I get to throw it over to Jacqueline Coley to give us the synopsis of what Resident Evil is about.
3: And I just want to again preface this because it has been a while since I. The synopsis is a strong word. We're going to give you the vibes. And the vibes <laughs> of Resident Evil is we are following Mila Jolovich, and like literally, it takes you right into the action. She wakes up. She's naked. She has no idea who she is and what is happening. And In the the element, Yeah, very, very, (laughs) very, very fifth element in that respect. Uh, And and pretty quickly, a kill team with like the mask and the the cords. And they all, they come upon her and they're like, what happened? What is the thing? And it's like, she's like, oh, I am in a spy movie and I do not know how to spy. Really, what comes to find out is she's an operative at this secret corporation and they've been building this virus. One of the the opening scene of the movie is actually probably the early days of the virus. Is being created and sort of getting out where it's not supposed to be. And it's her goal along with the rest of this team to figure out exactly where the virus has mutated to, maybe trap it. There's also her husband who she's getting flashbacks to. She's like, my husband was here. He was involved. I'm trying to piece together my memory and also save the day because everybody knows this virus is very dangerous. (laughs) And she seems to be the only one that knows exactly what happened to both it the way to kill it, the way to figure it out. And then more importantly, the things that might have mutated because of said virus
2: that are attacking. So it's she, just like a cluster f- from the beginning. Basically. Cluster, cluster f- from the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> she gets put on the mission.
3: Her memories start to slowly come back. The husband plays by James Purfoy. Anytime he shows up in a movie, ladies and gentlemen, craftiness is going to ensue. And this is no different than that. Uh, turns out there's a lot of betrayals and secret cross. Turns out she's, again, like the fifth element is the ultimate weapon. She ends up being the one Michelle Rodriguez comes along and their whole thing is to get back to where the virus was created so that they can destroy it. They, they go back to the building. They attack the they attack the virus as well as the really creepy dogs.
1: Oh, <laughs> <Aww>, the poor <laughs> that, zombie and that dogs. Are The it, Red
3: Queen. That have been morphed to it again. Another sinister, you know, you're trying to build a government biological agent that sort of comes against you and that creates an evil that has been residing Who's mm. a inside. creepy British mm. child? Yes, by exactly. The way. There that you is, go. we have to that, say that
0: <laughs> that is residing
3: the in the scariest style. of all the children. <laughs> exactly. Lots of twists and turns. People find out exactly where their allegiances lie. An entire stylized franchise came behind it, and we are still not sure if it was the right decision.
1: And we learned how to jump kick off of a wall yeah. and land a foot on a zombie dog's face. So I turn it over to you, Lisa Wallen, our special guest today. Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter. It's rotten 35%. Is Rotten Tomatoes
2: right If I was 12 years old, I'd say no.
1: <laughs> but as a
2: 33-year-old, I definitely agree. I think actually 37% might be a little too high. Okay. And, mm. I mean, if I was a little more high last night, I'd probably agree that
1: you might have enjoyed uh, it know, a little more.
2: It's just um, like you said. Immediately, like like for I never played the first Resident Evil game. I played the second one, and I and I loved it. And I got to see like a little bit of the Easter eggs in there. But it's like unless I didn't play the game, I'd be like, "What the hell is going on? This is just a mess from the very beginning." They're like, "This is Umbrella Corporation for two seconds," and you got to figure everything out on your own. So yes, it is kind of a mess, and it's loud, which I saw in the reviews. That's what they said. It's a very loud the whole movie. <laughs> (laughs) He's just very loud. (laughs) This this movie took (laughs) plot, tension,
3: and character development and just shoved all of that aside for explosions. And vibes it again. It is,
2: is just a. It is. It is. I will say my biggest compliment is. It is the epitome of video game adapted like into movies. Yeah, it's just like it's loud. It's violent. It's, it's cool, stylized and cool. Killer yeah.
1: soundtrack, which makes it even louder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jacqueline, we have one vote for. Uh, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is probably right on this one. How about you? <laughs> yeah,
3: definitely Rotten Tomatoes is definitely right on this one. That being said, this is a perfect movie that is style over substance, and I will say. When the style is this good, you can very much get— Because it wasn't just that. It was like the acid-wash look of it. This was the promise that, like, Hackers and Johnny Mnemonic gave us. This was it really taking a big-budget movie version of that and really leaning into it with the resources. I I, want to say that this movie was not a huge budget for— At the time, though, it was for, like, the type of movie that they were doing. And it was trying in earnest to make it into something that felt important—
2: it was uh, peak early two thousands, like edgy yes. zombie movie, like mom get out of my room type vibes. Like, <laughs> like, that was what I got from it. And it could
3: have been, and it could have had a lot more to it if anybody involved in it had even remotely liked the source material.
1: Okay, um, there is somebody involved with this movie, the the very creation of it that I'm gonna sing their praises on the other side of this. Once we get into movie talk, for now I'm gonna say Rotten Tomatoes. I think it is a little wrong. Now, I might have imbibed a little more herbal medication than Lisa did last night. I enjoyed watching this movie. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get it to fresh because the movie does like completely fall apart for me and it gets very redundant and repetitive at moments, but I love the way that we kick off the action. I do enjoy the filmmaking aspect of it where we almost feel like we are also waking up from something that we don't remember, so we have amnesia alongside Alice, so we're all trying to keep pace with the same players here. I'm going to put it at like... 52, 50, I'm going to put it at 53%, which would make it one ahead of the TV shows, (laughs) Tomato Meter, so that this origin kickoff of the movies anyway for Resident Evil would be number one. Uh, Let's take it now to the critics and see what they were saying at the time of this movie's release for our segment hosted by Tim Ryan, our review curation manager here at Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Two minutes with Tim. Hit the music.
1: Two minutes with Tim.
0: It was the year 2000. I was living in a creaky old house in Providence, Rhode Island. On one cold winter's night, one of my roommates popped Resident Evil, codenamed Veronica, into the Sega Dreamcast. The rest of us watched him play in wonder. This was a game that felt like a movie. Now, hardcore gamers will probably note that there were earlier games, even earlier Resident Evil games, that felt cinematic or that told complicated stories. But anyone of a certain age whose first video game console was an Atari or ColecoVision can remember that moment where they came to the realization that video games had grown in leaps and bounds, beyond simple quests and into the realm of much more sophisticated characterization and storytelling that might even rival the movies. So it was only a matter of time that Resident Evil would get a big screen adaptation. But critics found the result to be noisy and derivative and failed to capture what made the game exciting. Resident Evil is rotten at 35% on the tomato meter with 131 reviews, and it has a 67% audience score. And as a side note, the best reviewed movie in the franchise is Resident Evil The Final Chapter from 2016, which is rotten at 37%, and the worst reviewed is Resident Evil Apocalypse from 2004, which is rotten at 19%. So, what do the critics have to say? In a Rotten review, David Hunter of The Hollywood Reporter called it a generic bloodbath that often becomes laughably unbearable when it isn't merely offensive. However, in a fresh review, Mark Stavlov of The Austin Chronicle wrote, Is this the future of horror or just some bizarre fluke? Don't ask me, I'm having too much fun to care. The Rotten Tomatoes critics' consensus reads, Like other video game adaptations, Resident Evil is loud, violent, formulaic, and cheesy. So that's Resident Evil. And on a personal note, I would like to apologize to Ashley Graham for all the times I failed to save her life while playing Resident Evil 4. I just want her to know that I tried my best. Back to you, folks.
1: Ah, Tim Ryan, trying to do what we all can. Wait, we're not all the heroes of our own story or our own video game, Tim. So let's go right into movie talk. I'm excited to talk about this. Okay, so I was I was mentioning that there's somebody I want to champion, there's somebody I want to shout out, and it is of course the director of this movie, my favorite directing, Paul Anderson.
2: Wow,
3: Paul
1: W. S. Anderson, because he did Mortal Kombat in '95. Yeah.
2: Single handedly, like just run, he's on the top of the video game franchise. Like he he's making all of them. Boom. basically. But did we?
1: Mortal Kombat was great. Mortal Still Kombat
2: is. was great, but it, it,
3: according to a lot of people, it was again despite him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not going to listen to any of that hubbub or, or pomp and circumstance. I'm not going to listen to any of that hoopla. How that can he make Mortal rumor Kombat, mill.
3: which played onto the campy goodness in a good way, where the cast was... is because they were in Thailand and they were having a good time because Christopher Lambert made them be in Thailand.
1: Okay, <laughs> I, here's my... I, I look at the difference between Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil as as movies. Just the first Mortal Kombat and the first Resident Evil. I think the difference in those can be explained by the differences in how video games told their story in leaps and bounds. Well, also, difference. Mortal
2: Kombat has always been corny. Like that was yeah. its thing. It's right. like it was never like super serious. It was always so do- like the fatalities were like, always just goofy the idea over that you would say to somebody,
3: "Finish him!" Like just that, yeah. like like <laughs> let's be theatrical about it. Like no, 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 no. It's not that you're ending, sweetie. We need you to lay this out and make it like a such a thing. And then, Finish him. They did
2: every. It was like again that peak edge that you got in video games, and it was like, of course, you have to do that in a movie, but. Resident Evil didn't capture that. No, it, like the same as Mortal Kombat. did. No, and
1: like and and what's weird to say is how much more they actually deviated from the Resident Evil video game to exactly. make this movie versus Mortal Kombat. Because Mortal Kombat is basically just like a fighting tournament. It's like March Madness that so they captured on film, and I thought that they did a great job of that. With this, you actually have a movie to make. You have like storylines <laughs> and like a plot, like you a have backstory. To explain
3: stuff just so you can understand who's attacking you by the third act.
1: Right. So let's get to our backstory with this movie but i even want to go further back than the film um lisa do you were you like a person in the world when the resident evil video games were coming out
2: oh yeah i was too scared to play them until literally last year though <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that's like one of your many yeah. hats that you wow. wear. It's like yeah. you stream video games, yeah. right? Yeah,
2: I started playing Resident Evil last year because I'm that scared to play okay. video games. But the only reason why I play Resident Evil 4 is because they told me the game is goofy. It's a goofy game. Because it was like, it was right when they they brought Leon in. He was like the, the Kimbo-y hunk, like ex-raccoon <laughs> cop with, with this <laughs> stupid hair part. It seemed wow. wow. Killing zombies, and his hair is just perfect. And I'm like, yeah, I have yeah. to play this. And like then, Silent
1: Hill was like the actual, like, we're trying to scare... The crap out of you. Yeah, in Silent Hill, yeah.
2: I watched playthroughs. I would not play them. And the same thing with Resident Evil was I watched people play them. I would not play them. But like, yeah, during the time when all those came out, I was still like my little Nintendo self. It's like, mm, I don't know if I can get <laughs> into these. They're too mm. scary. Um, But when the movies came out, like I was super, I remember when this movie came out, I was super into zombie movies. Because mm-hmm. This was this was the era of zombie movies. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to play Resident Evil so i the movie. And I remember being like, oh, yeah, this is so badass, blah, blah, blah. And then re it last night and realized I was just 12. <laughs> didn't
1: quite hold up the way you wanted it but to. But like,
2: yeah, like watching Resident Evil and like every game has a different story and it's still going on to this day. It was like, yeah, like this was a big, even if you didn't play the games, it was a big part of your childhood mm. as someone who was like growing up in the 90s with video
1: games. You were That's aware of, a, of it, yeah. This is
2: yeah. what I mean by saying
3: the promise that was given to us by like Kate Bush and hackers and all of that like late 80s, early 90s sort of, this was that maturing. That was these folks getting money in style and saying, let's go make a movie. And the fact that it ended up being this disappointing is again, not surprising to me. Uh, look, this was going to be George Romeo. It, this was, was gonna it was going to be a horror movie.
1: It was going to be George Romero. So it, that it, the, the backstory of this is that they wanted George Romero to do this. So what George Romero did is apparently he he asked his secretary to play through the <laughs> entire game and record it. So because you know he was up there and he's like, I, I don't want to play the, this video game. You were, and so he like you, he so watched the playthrough and made some notes. He wrote a script. It got rejected by the production company. Apparently he wrote like five different treatments. They all got rejected. Not necessarily because they weren't good.
3: Because it just didn't do what they wanted, which is they just wanted, like, a video game thrill ride.
1: And they thought that they were gonna, like, if they make these scripts the way that they're written, that this was gonna be, like, NC-17 stuff, and they're like, we also want to make money with yeah. this. Which
2: is so ironic now, because people are wanting more emotionally-driven story-based stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. anytime they have a video game remake or whatever, like, that's why Arcane did so well. That's why Last of Us yeah, did so well, too, as a like, TV show. Yeah, because it's like, we don't really care. The violence and, like, the Combat stuff is fun, but, like, people love the stories more than anything. And so this felt like... They just threw people in being like, I hope you understand what Resident Evil's about because we're about to just get right in the action yeah. for two hours. <laughs> that was it. Yeah.
3: Were,
1: no. you, were you a Resident Evil gal growing up like playing the games?
3: No, no. In fact, horror games. Um, my experience with horror is a basically post-college experience. When I, I <laughs> maybe my parents. Everyone
2: else's too. Yeah, I mean, the minute you graduate. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if it
3: was that case. Like my parents very much didn't care what I watched as long as I was just not disobeying their Christian rule. But uh like you can watch whatever, <laughs> just like pretend sh- pretend that the you like Jesus. Yeah. And you
1: can watch all the Freddy Krueger you want.
3: But the one thing I will say about about that time is I wasn't about these video games, but I will say I knew enough about the like style and lore of them at that point. Like these were still things that were very popular on message boards and like I didn't need to be in that world to know what it was about and also to know that it was not being put forth with this sort of effort like it just nothing about the vibes of this movie other than Mila Jolovich's casting which was pitch perfect absolutely did really sort of support what they were going for like there was a very clear aesthetic that they married to in this but they really didn't give a care about like the emotionality of people that were playing this game that you wanted to maybe try to recreate in a movie was just not something that they cared about
2: (sighs) Sleeping Dogs now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery.
1: Yeah, I, and, and like you could argue the decision making that that the the brass did because they deviated so far from the game's storyline. I do give them credit for being like, this is how we're gonna launch a franchise telling a story in a movie setting mm-hmm. versus sticking to the video game. But also this was like kind of the Wild West when you're talking about adapting a video game where we don't know how hardcore these fans are or we know the game's popular but we don't know if they're married to the storyline if they just want to see resident evil umbrella corporation (laughs) raccoon city and that's gonna like kind of like like you know give them the hydration they need for this thirst for more material or do they actually want us to use the same characters this one radically deviated from that Mm -hmm. and it did launch a franchise that now has its own legion of fans that are, like, dedicated to the movie,
2: And the cutscenes now are way better than the, all the movies put together. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will also add this, too. It is definitely a movie
3: that speaks to this old idea of the video game issues, because that was the one thing I remember about Resident Evil. It came out in March, but by the time it came out on video in the fall, everybody and their mother at, at like, Halloween time was either buying or renting that movie. I remember that, like, specifically. It was like that, you know those October blockbuster finds? Yeah. This was that. This was absolutely that.
2: I also try to be more forgiving because of the time it came out because Mm. between 2000 and 2005, it was like how edgy and offensive and can we get about everything? And there were so many zombie movies. And I think for this one, it was like, yeah, we could do a regular, like, people are infected by the T-virus type thing, but what if we try to switch it up so they're not just attacking zombies the whole mm. time? And it's like, there's too many factors during that era that, yeah, when you watch it now, you're just like, what the hell is this?
1: It's <laughs> insane to think yeah. that they that they went away from the horror angle of the video game because they wanted to market it. So they wanted to make, it like, a kick-ass action thriller. And I give the movies marketing a lot of credit because the, I watched the trailer for Resident Evil last night. It the looks first like one. a horror movie, right. It looks like... Like a female-led sci-fi masterpiece because because it's uh, Mila Jovovich and Michelle Rodriguez are the two names that they sell it and then Resident Evil and then there's just a bunch of dudes who are zombies and I'm like that's such a cool progressive way to market it oh
3: wow I thought that they just marketed it as a horror movie and then people got an action movie I don't know
2: I don't know if it was this one or maybe the next one but I remember the the commercial I I, this is burned in my brain being (laughs) in the theater seeing a commercial for the Umbrella Corporation like it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like a fake one Yes. Yeah, it was a fake commercial, and then at the end of the commercial, they like get all like horror vibes. Like it gets that ominous. Like I think this energy. is a later one because yeah. that's what I was thinking that you that's were going to say for the marketing. What I, I remember, remember that. specifically that happening, and that's what made me like, oh. F- yeah, like, I don't... Sorry, I can swear, right? Yeah, we can, beep. Good. We can I've been, beep it. Good. It doesn't matter. Beep me all the time. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but I remember that commercial, and I'd, I should have just rewatched it last night, but, like, that was burning my brain and being like, that is such a great way to advertise this movie. See,
1: I, I was so weird about, the, about this movie and this video game because I think I was, like, a horror movie kid. Like, I'd watch all the Nightmare on Elm Streets and the Friday the 13th and all that stuff with me and my big sister... My brother wasn't as big of a horror movie fan, but then he started playing Resident Evil and like Mm. loving it. And so I was kind of like just like check in on that when the movie came out. I think I was just like so stuck in my ways that you can make a great horror movie, but horror video games didn't work for me Mm. for whatever reason. I was just more of like the just put me in outer space like give me Master Chief. Let me go shoot a bunch of aliens. That's kind of what I wanted to do not necessarily play a game then get scared. So I wasn't into Resident Evil when it came out like I didn't see it in the theaters. I don't know when I came across this first movie like watching it last night again I was like, have I seen this movie before? <laughs> All the way. So this might have been like the first time I saw Resident Evil, the first one start to finish.
3: No, I saw it on TNT. This was a big TNT movie, is when I saw it. But I also remember everybody had a Ooh, copy of right. this movie. This was a big I TNT movie. I have a copy.
2: I have this on yeah. DVD. Uh-huh. And uh, I also have the next one on DVD. And I'm like, why do I own these? Because there were <laughs> certain
3: days of DVD, <laughs> yeah.
2: man. The thing. There were certain
3: movies back at that time that just became those. Office space was the DVD slash VHS movie. 20, like, Twenty Days Later was yeah. another one. You know for me. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like they were just movies that it was maybe, maybe you didn't see it in the theater, but it definitely became part of it. And then you wanted to buy it later to like have it back at your house. And they, there's like a ton of movies. Like, you know, what another one I could think of like that? <laughs> the Skulls. That was a movie like that. People bought The Skulls, even if they didn't watch it. that was
2: was also a weird time too where a lot of horror just like stopped being so much horror like Mm -hmm. like for me like Resident Evil is like the idle hands of horror like it's like this isn't scary I'm just laughing the whole time but it was
3: set up to be because the game had those elements and again this is why I say like Again, I didn't play Resident Evil, but I know enough about it. I've watched less plays. For Resident it. Evil
2: Four is one of the funniest games I ever played in my life. It is so. very funny, but really? it, is, it is very funny. But this is not where we were... Yeah, they're be adapting the earlier versions of this the, game, Resident which is Evil like 2. peekaboo horror.
3: You know what I mean? Like that's what it was.
1: There's a couple like good good scares in this movie, but it largely does feel more like an action, and we happen to be like fighting against zombies, like an action centered episode of Walking Dead. Um yeah. But I mean, some of the action of this is really cool, and a lot of folks do credit Resident Evil for being one of the first movies where you get that superhero uh, land, the post-apocalyptic hero landing. You know, like you just jump kick some zombie in the face and you land and like the one hand goes down to, to, you know, like aerodynamics and you land like this and then you stand up and you're like a badass. Watching somebody who can't remember anything remember that they're a super-powered, like, individual will never not be fun to me. Whether yeah. it's a born movie oh, yeah. or whether it's this.
2: And Resident Evil, I mean, Capcom in general loves their models. Like, yeah. they love, like, we have to have the most beautiful protagonists in every yeah, game. Yeah. And they either have their biceps showing or their out, like, putting her in the red dress. Yeah, be, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It was like...
1: Yeah, movie doesn't mess around. She wakes up naked in a shower. She walks to the next room and there's a red she dress. She is it's a like, victim is of waking
2: up naked in a lot of a movies. A lot of movies! <laughs>
3: A lot of her, she does Born Yesterday, but m- like massively gifted very well. The, and this is like, yeah, this is one of two.
2: Also, the end of Resident Evil where she wakes up again in the hospital yeah, yeah, yeah. and she just has like a paper towel mm-hmm. on her. I was like, really? I mean, really?
3: doesn't she marry the director eventually? I
2: mean, I can yep. see why. Yeah.
3: Yep. So um, the other thing I will say about this, the reason why I also know these people don't care about it is if you look at Anderson's filmography. Yeah, he definitely made a name for himself in the uh, video game movies, but if you look at once he got out of that bread and butter, what he was doing—just these straight action movies—and with like he did three Musketeers, mm-hmm. and, and he made all that in just
2: like so cheesy. So like, it's like I love
3: it. So it's it's <laughs> almost like what he's talking about is irrelevant. He's going to put the same schlocky, overaction, hyped up Michael Bay style. Like he's basically emo Michael Bay. Like, that's what he is. Emo
1: Michael Bay is a good tag. I
3: think that's I like what he that. is. Like, it's just, he just takes that and plays that over whatever thing that he's doing. But dealing definitely with. like
2: Warped Tour era emo. Not like, know. <laughs> that's it. Not it. like TikTok like yeah. t- t- emo. Actually, no, that's even better. Like, I would even say.
3: He is seen Michael Bay. He He is is seen Michael Bay. Like, he is like... He is
2: RAR XD Michael Bay. That's what he is. Like, tragedies (laughs) know my name, like,
3: very that. I I
1: feel like we're the Umbrella Corporation, and we're (laughs) spawning all these Michael uh, Bays.
2: You're sitting here listening to our emo references, too. I'm just
1: worried about all these little Michael Bays running around. Don't let them out of the studio, bro. I
3: I did not know those people, but I was so fascinated by it. Because, like, again, anytime in high school that you can live in your truth against, like, what I lived in which was like suburban Christianity I'm mm-hmm. just like I'm in the back like Give cheering it to me. him cheering uh, also
2: him on. <laughs> I just played Resident Evil 2 remake last right. year and so watching it last night was cool because I got to see some of the references from the original 2 ah, that's the thing that I yeah. did even
1: though th- this doesn't really Fair. tell the story of the initial Resident Evil video game all that well or, or attempt to mm. a lot of the shots in the movie Feel like a video game cutscene, and I think that that's obviously intentional. And I and that's one of the things that I appreciated about the movie is that they were they, even if they weren't honoring the source material, the way the plot goes, they were still servicing the fans that yeah. they hoped would show up. They're like, we think a lot of gamers are going to come watch this movie, so let's give them what they love about video games, and it's not just the playability. Me, it's
2: that it's that tr- that train underground. I was like, oh, I
3: yeah.
1: remember that. Yeah, d-. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> it's like, you, interesting
3: you think about it. The one thing I was looking up is I wanted to know how many copies of video games, because I do think the fallacy that people had with video games is they think that it has to be the number of sales that equivocates the audience. I see why you don't cater a movie like this to a video game audience when you're like, they only made six, million physical copy sales. Also, gamers video- don't leave the house. So, true. You know. but it's true. Like video- <laughs> yeah. But it's not like video games now. You have like 100 million households in America that have at least one video game console. This was not the case back in 2001. Oh, yeah. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like Video game consoles were definitely picking up but there was not this mass adoption. And so they're like, why are we catering to the freaks in their basement when there's not going to be that many of them <laughs> who are probably not going to like this to begin with? They'd already gone through Lara Croft. They'd seen how this story played.
2: But Resident Evil was definitely like Like, if you think of, like, the big, like, five video game franchises, I think Resident Evil is going to be on there. Because before that, it was, like, Nintendo was kind of, like, the powerhouse of franchises. And then when PlayStation came out, you know, there was a lot of JRPGs that had bad raps. And then there was, like, Resident Evil. it's like, oh, Like, here's, like even though it's a Japanese game, here's a westernized Japanese yeah, game right. that we can get into. And so like, yeah, like that. And because of that, that became a big inspiration for a bunch of other horror games. Um, and
1: there was a void at yeah. at movie theaters for stuff like this because Nintendo basically shut down that pipeline. Anything that could have been a Nintendo movie was killed because of how bad the 93 Super Mario Brothers yeah. movie was. So Nintendo's like, none of our properties are ever going to be on the big it's screen like the again. Op- I mean, it's how it's great it was. Like this, they knew yeah. no
2: one could live up to that.
1: That's yeah. <laughs> what it was. <laughs> yeah, it's like nobody's ever going to be as good as Hoskins and Leguizamo again. Yeah. So. The
3: same hubris that made them think that is the reason why I'm reading about the hundred different things that Mattel wants to put out now just because of the success of Barbie. These right. people need to appreciate the singularity of everything. Can day. we please get a yeah. mousetrap game? I no. would like that. To- <laughs> Not, no. <laughs> I, I, I mousetrap
1: just- always got me when you got to hit the thing and <laughs> the old guys jumping off the diving board. That's where my mousetrap went Named wrong.
3: three other games product toys that have the sort of like ubiquitous pop culture cred that Barbie does Legos okay but they also have but a they already ton have, of they already Lego did, movies they already have yeah. Lego movies right. that has not been done and, the, not been and done. they
1: were monstrously successful and they were monstrously yeah.
3: successful so like there's one there's Barbie give
2: but, me but, give me three other toys but that's why they're going towards video games now like obviously Fair. like Mario mm-hmm. it's like oh now illumination to Mario wonder what other franchises we could buy yes. like can we get metroid can we get zelda Blah, blah. blah. do no. you feel
1: like they've i mean like they've cracked the code because there's been there's been a few false starts with video game movies where it's like oh i think we got something here like i remember when when Duncan jones who i love as a filmmaker yeah. was making warcraft and like seeing some stuff for warcraft i'm like this really could be good and i thought the movie was okay but it just felt like the movie i mean warcraft is such I a really massive like that game you can't tell that story on the big screen, it, that's more of like what a streaming like show a would have TV show, yeah. yeah. Oh
3: my God, like, what's so crazy is Activision and Blizzard has just gone so down bad right now, and they, <gasps> they did do, they recently, our friend Dan Peralt, just did a video game TV show in partnership with Activision called Players. It didn't work. It didn't like become the thing that they wanted it to become. Right, I was talking with
1: them about that. Yeah, yeah
3: but... There's a there's a ripe like place to go with that but right now with all the Well that's
2: what you said when you said like Barbie's Legos name other toys like there hasn't really been any because everything kind of went digital, mm-hmm. like, in so the
3: that, 2000s. But again, it's that hubris. I'm yeah. like, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, we're going to make the same mistakes we did. Like, I think I've seen this. We bill. do need <laughs> We do not need a Mattel
2: multi-universe, like, no. I mean, MCU. Seriously,
3: like, why is it that nobody can grasp that some things cannot be created, recreated the way that you want them to, even if it seems that way? Because even if you look at, like, Resident Evil, each one of these movies, when you look at why a movie like Apocalypse or maybe the fourth one does better, it is not because of it really leaning in
2: on most of the stuff that it's done before. It's usually changing a lot of it. It's also because they can't capture the characters either. Like, Alice had to be an original character because they're like, well, we can't put... Jill Valentine in this game or this movie or Chris Redford or whatever. We have to have original characters. Like, if if I saw a Resident Evil movie and they try to capture the likeness of Leon, I'm going to hate it. Yeah, right. Because you can't. It's the same reason why they can't do a Zelda movie. Link can't talk. Whether you have a silent protagonist, they could do it, but they're going to f*** it up. Like, that's the same thing with Mario movie. It was like, Replacing the the actual voice actors, everyone's like, okay, like I don't agree with this. Like Donkey Kong shouldn't sound like South <laughs> I mean, Yeah, yeah. That, that was the pushback yeah. with
1: the Mario. I mean, it still did like yeah. a m- massive box office, just because Mario is such a known property, and they just were very surface level. Let's have and it fun was, with and this. And it was
2: very fun, but it's those things where it's like video games have such a specific type. Of 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 characters and specific type of storytelling that will never be perfectly captured, but they but they do sometimes because like I push
3: back on something like The Last of Us, and we talked about this a little bit on this show. That was like a perfect example of what you could do because I used this movie. I I didn't like it. Blasphemy! You're like one of the
1: few people I've heard didn't like it. Did you play the video game? I did, and you didn't like the
2: show. What didn't you like about the show? I mean, I I think. Well, so did you guys play
1: the game? Yes. I did not. No. Okay. Did.
2: Yeah. And so the game is very heavily focused on the relationship between Ellie and Joel. Yeah. Like and and you're playing for 40 hours and eight episodes. They spent three episodes on NPCs and side characters that they never established the relationship mm. development between Joel and Ellie. Well, I think they did. I just think it's harder to
3: do that explicitly on television. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where like in the game, you literally witnessed Joel slowly becoming more, like, opened up to Ellie, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a huge part they of it. They
2: also kind of realized that it was going to be boring yeah. if they made it longer because the game is so focused on your interaction. Yes. That they're like, there's actually not a lot of zombie fighting in the game. So, but everyone is going to expect those zombies and those mushrooms and stuff. But we had a folk... So they put so much emphasis on, like, the Frank episode and the sites, the DLC stuff, that by the time it got to the end, I was like if I had never played the game, I don't think I would have enjoyed this. Like, that was my... I think that,
1: uh, and we talked about this, you know, we, we've had episodes of this show where I'm like, because I wasn't so immersed in the lore already, I think I might have enjoyed something more. What I feel like the achievement of The Last of Us is, is that it solidifies that video game culture from the players, the fans, to the people making the movies based on the games have arrived at this realization so much faster than comic book movies did. Because, oh, yeah. comic bu- because bu- video games and comic books the old school thinking was that these are for kids. These are properties for kids, right? So it took forever for comic books to get to the point where you can make a movie and have it be adult themed, even if it's for a mass audience. Yeah. And then you have to deal with fans now carrying their own set of expectations because they love the lore. They've been reading the comic books their whole life. How do you meet that? But also please people have never seen it before. I think video games have shortened that timeline. Because I, like, I watched The Last of Us and I really dug it, even though I had never played the game. And so I feel like they've looked at their big brother, the comic book movies, and been yep. like, here's how we can kind of like circumvent some steps, but you have to give. Properties like Resident Evil credit Because they've been here since the beginning yeah. Maybe not as the best template for what to do But I think you can look at the Resident Evil movie Since 2002 I mean we've been doing this for 20 years now yeah. And be like These are the steps that we appreciate they've taken And then these are the ones that we're right. going to Sort of course correct for our own property
2: Also Last of Us is definitely the emo version of Resident Evil So it's Last like, of is like, Us is the emo
1: <laughs> version of Resident of Evil <laughs> okay. just,
2: just Not to make this the last of Us episode But I will
3: add to this I think I, I agree with what you're saying on like how it changed the tenor. What I think is interesting about video game movies now and Resident Evil does this is if you pick the right video game movie and the world and the lore and the texture and sort of like the, the, the world building that you put these characters in is rich enough. If you can just recreate that in a different format you can play a lot more within that structure yeah. so oh, yeah. long as they do that. And so the thing I say about The Last of Us is there's aspects of
2: playing the game, like a cut scene between Frank and his partner. That's literally- I a- feel like the whole game, it's like like God of War would have been a really good adaptation too yeah. because the whole game is, this is just an ongoing cutscene yes. and, and a relationship developed between two characters. Yes. Resident Evil's not like that though. No. Which is why it's like, we have to go full edgy because, like, people played Resident Evil 4 because they knew it was going to be goofier. Like, Leon says the dumbest in but that game. Did that
1: get a good response from the fans? Like, yeah. they were it's ready a, it's for a best, goofier... It's
2: the best Resident Evil game, like, rated-wise.
1: See, na- na- okay, this is actually making me li- li- like Resident Evil the movie a little less, because, like, the I love the action in it. I think Mila Jovovich is an all-time ass-kicking lead. It j- So is Michelle Rodriguez, for that matter. Uh, the thing that bothered me is, like, I, I would have liked—I uh, don't need banana peels and, like, like people throwing pies at each other in Raccoon City, but I need a little bit of— Levity.
3: I, can, can you tell me. Ma- joke? Michelle, a, Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle was supposed to be she giving She actually that. has a couple yeah. lines.
1: She's, She's supposed like, to be like, bitch ain't
2: that. standing now. I was yeah, like, yeah. No, I'll give her she credit. Yeah. She,
1: my God, did she hang on forever in this movie. Yeah. She gets bit, like, halfway through, and she just keeps—she tra- is so damn tough. Bad I would have turned about into this. a zombie. Zombie bites me. I'm a zombie in three seconds.
3: <laughs> I'm just,
1: I'm, I'm surrendering to it. I'm like, uh, oh, maybe there's a nice benefits package. I don't yeah, know. I, Michelle Rodriguez fights that forever to the point where I'm like, does she come
3: out of this alive? <laughs> I was to say that that's the bad part about this is they kill her so early in this one. That's the reason why. Cool looking you know, zombie. I, she was a cool looking zombie. I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's harder with video games. I think you just have to take aspects of it and translate it because the movies that I've seen
2: where they've tried to do it exactly.
3: Assassin's Creed. Or just make it a
2: TV show. Like, games are so long. Just make, like, you can't take, how are they going to make a Zelda movie? There's, like, 18 Zelda titles, and Mm. they all, like, 40-hour games. Yes, they have the same premise, but, like, what are you going to do in two hours? Oh, go save the princess. Okay, here's 20 minutes of me going through nine temples. (laughs) 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 I get the sword, and I kill the Ganon. Like, yeah, like, again, Last of Us, and I always say arcane, because I'm like, I didn't care about League of Legends. I love the show, though. It's like, putting this in a movie I think that's why there's so many Resident Evil movies is because they're like we can't do this in one movie like we Fair. have to keep going with this
1: it's so interesting hearing you talk about RPGs because like that's why I'd, I'd much rather watch a Resident Evil movie than than play and I know that that's not necessarily your traditional the RPG The Witcher too but, no, like, yeah The
3: Witcher yeah like, The Final Fantasies
1: too. of the world were when I started drifting away from video games because like I just want to plug something in save a princess and I'm done 10 minutes later the Final Fantasy started coming out I'll never forget this conversation I had with When is the
2: Fantasy fantasy (laughs) final it never
1: ends my buddy got it my buddy got it for super nintendo when i was a kid right and i and like three days after i knew he got it this hot new video game i come over and uh and i was like hey so how's the game so far And he's like i haven't started it yet i'm still reading the instructions and i'm like right away i'm like i'm out damn i want to i want to plop something in blow on it plop it in start playing it and be done 10 minutes later
3: it depends on wh- and how serious you are about your Final Fantasy. There's a lot of lore in Final Fantasy. There's too many. Fi-
2: it doesn't mean that you can't do that. They should have never named it Final Fantasy, honestly.
3: <laughs> By the Final way,
1: Fantasy 7 is such a, weird, so it's many. such a weird thing to say.
2: You can do that. It's just not going to be
3: very fun at first. Like, It's yeah. not like you can't do that. He's just trying to make it to where his first like campaign out, it's going to be something he can like. No, I'm, into. No, I'm a moron
1: and I've only gotten dumber <laughs> uh, with eight. Not
2: to deviate from this conversation, but I just started playing through the Metal Gear Solid games for the first time. Oh, wow. If you want to talk about games that you don't even get to play
1: right yeah it's like this
2: game is 30 hours of a cutscene. i play for 10 minutes but i love it so i don't care mm. those
1: <laughs> games feel like going to like your parents are telling you we're going to disneyland and you show up at epcot center and you're yeah. like you're making me learn
2: you're, yeah
3: i like i mean this depends. is never about rides, like, was it i'm an ac girl i love assassin's creed doesn't matter how crappy the games get or how good they are i will play it every single and that's time that's the
2: beauty of video that's how some people feel about these movies too. yeah it's like i don't care how bad they get I'm still gonna watch them. That's that's yeah. exactly, and yeah. that is the
3: video game player in them of like, look, I've committed to this franchise,
2: and they may surprise it the me. It's very tricky with, in that way. with Star Wars too. There's yeah. too so many. We need to stop making Star. All the wars should be done. Like <laughs> why <they> keep having-
1: <laughs> we, we we blew the thing up <laughs> again, too and many, again, yeah, and again and again. Yeah,
2: but people will just eat it up because they're like, oh my god, I love this franchise. I'll do anything. I'll play. I'll watch. I'll do anything that they do because I love it. And you know what? I just admire that dedication. There
1: is, there there is, is a, is a, a yeah. try-to-true built-in fan base to these movies because yeah. when you look at the box office returns, um, none of them are like eye-popping numbers in terms of like, you know, your your uh, your Mission Impossibles or what what like the action movies we have now, but there's always a profit to be made. I think it's
2: collectors too. Yeah, yeah
1: collectors do it worldwide. These movies tend to do better than they do in the States because there's such a mass appeal with the video game built in. And, you know, it really is more about the language, the universal language of, of artistry and physicality and just beating the crap out of a zombie than it is a witty quip. Yeah, or sometimes is, you want
2: mindless fun. Yeah. That's,
1: that's what that, <laughs> that's what you're getting, but but there is some cool built-in mythology too. One scene that I love, and and I'll, I'll set the, the table for y'all if there's a particular scene in this first movie that y'all really took away. I love... Uh, late 90s early 2000s action movies with lasers in them not lasers <laughs> like, where you're Jesus fighting Christ. security lasers the, the security fence lasers where it felt so video game E there's we're in this room and it's kind of like this hallway and we're trapped we're trying to get through a door and then this one laser comes and it's on the floor we gotta jump over because it, it doesn't look good cuts off some guys like it just yeah and then oh. it hits the top and it's like <laughs> oh man we, we barely uh, avoided that one and then the waffle beehive lasers come at yeah. you and it cuts the dude and he just falls to d- all these different pieces
2: also a very early 2000s thing like yeah. you remember that movie equilibrium wow <laughs> yes that he, a he slices cut. off ta diggs's face that's the first thing because that scene is embedded in my 10 <laughs> year old 11 year old brain haunts me to this day yep. and that's all i thought of last night when the girl's head just falls right off because they look
1: like they survived it initially they're still together and then a
2: little bit it's so anime
1: House of Cards yeah it
2: is
3: very anime I would say anything with Michelle Rodriguez but her like final stand is like Mm -hmm. a great scene like again this movie was made action set pieces with a little bit of sinew yeah let's give it for the action set pieces
1: yeah again she hung in there longer than any human I've ever seen Walking Dead Night of the Living Dead, anybody who's been bit by, you, we all owe a debt of gratitude uh. to Michelle Rodriguez. Um, final thoughts on Resident Evil uh, is it was opening up against uh, an Ice Age movie, and it lost wow. to Ice Age. It did beat Showtime, starring Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro in that opening weekend as well. So, wow, that, I can't again, believe that Again, movie. these movies do tend to make money. They, d-
3: they do make money. And I will say
2: this. Um, I mean, those are the three personalities of 2001 right
1: there.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I say trust
3: people. Showtime. That That really yeah. does put it in perspective. Yeah. That really does. Also, too, uh, up until two years ago, they've always made at least $100 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So
1: that's insane. All right. You guys want a fun trivia game to play before we, uh, before we, uh, we, we say goodnight here? All right, uh, I so, don't know if it'll be fun, but I'll play. It's always fun. It's trivia. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> In 2002, uh, the highest grossing movie was one of these four titles. Can you tell me which one? It was either Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, Harry Potter and the Chamber Secrets, Spider Man, or Star Wars Episode II, Attack that of the Clones. That is a
2: fed <laughs> up question. I know. Um, That's why Attack I asked of the Clones, it. I
1: think. Okay, Jacqueline's going Attack of the I'm Clones. Gonna go with... What says Lisa Wallen, our special guest contributor? Lord of today? the Rings. Lisa is correct oh, okay. with Lord of the Rings. So
2: I thought
3: it was something that it was not going to be normally. I, mean, so be, I picked it. Exactly you know, I'm both. a Star
1: Wars. I'd be rooting for Star Wars. Yeah. But, I also uh,
3: think Harry
2: Potter had kind of a late start. It did too. have a late so start. Harry Potter Lord of the not, Rings was like
1: this. I is how, uh, two this is how how far I've fallen off the trivia host pantheon is that I literally listed them in order. I was too lazy to. Tri- <laughs> uh, so it goes: Lord uh, of the Rings, wow. Harry Potter, Spider Man, and then uh, my boy Anakin. Uh, get a little Anakin. Slow down with that relationship. That's not what Jedi do in episode two. By the way, love that movie. (laughs) Let's go to our big finish, Brian. No time for a mailbag today. We've been too busy gushing about Michelle Rodriguez finally turning into a zombie. Mila Jovovich kicking ass all over that raccoon city and other parts of the world. And the Resident Evil movies as a whole. So we love hearing from y'all. Let us know what's the best video game adaptation into a movie of all time. And why did you not say... Paul W. S. Anderson's Mortal Kombat. I gave you the correct answer. I told you what the test is and you still missed it. Uh, Lisa Wallen, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for being available. Thank you for having me
2: on here. This is great. So,
1: you moved to LA not that long ago and you're already immersed in the stand up scene here. (laughs) You're already, uh, you you do a lot of gaming on Twitch. Uh, You work with esports. So, the floor is yours.
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, you could basically find my. I don't know if they're gonna put the handle up or anything, but basically, my oh, handle, we have that technology. My, hand, my handles do. the same on everything. I post comedy clips, gaming clips. I stream on Twitch. Yeah, and yeah, just moving to LA a few months ago, so I'm still establishing myself in the comedy scene here. But if you're in LA, come watch me. If not, go watch my stuff online because I could use those views.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we we all, could could. all use the clicks, Jack. Yeah. What you got going? Are you uh, are are you traveling like I am in September? We yeah. have a long-standing air miles battle. Between Because she's going to festivals all over the world. I'm doing dates in like, you know, Cincinnati and Dayton, but (laughs) the miles still rack up.
3: Yeah, I will definitely be recording the podcast at least through September consistently. Um, But it gets dicey after that because I got I got a few festivals. I don't like saying it because if I say where it just feels like bragging.
1: No, Say it. Come on. Going to Venice
3: to the Venice Film Festival and the Toronto Film Festival. Then I'm going down to Austin, which is normal.
1: Okay. In oh, New York. W- when's TIFF this year? It's sometime in September.
3: Yeah, it's the f- second week in September. I like literally I leave Venice on the 6th and I fly directly into Toronto and then I'm there until the 13th. Yeah, see this is why.
1: I haven't been uh, I haven't been to uh Canada. You should be bragging. To tell jokes. I would
2: be.
3: It's, it's, it's <laughs> a great job. I, it's
1: the mm-hmm. greatest scam in the world.
3: They let me watch movies for a living, but again, it's like one of those things where I'm like I hate me talking about it. Like I do. Like I'm literally listening to it and being like, "Oh, your life." All right, fine. <laughs>
1: I'll pick it up for you. You can catch Jacqueline when she's not ordering champagne in first class of a certain airline racking up those miles. Uh, she'll be at various film festivals covering a lot of stuff. See her on TV. For me, uh, got some tour dates coming up this fall, including Vegas, New York, uh, Dallas, and then there's both Washington's, D.C. and Seattle. So a lot nice. of uh, places you can come see me in person. Chip away at that new hour. We're, yeah. we're not we're not all uh, Alice from Resident Evil where we have a new great one come out every two years <laughs> yeah. so I'm working at this new thing, but you can watch the last hour alive and well just came out on YouTube
3: yeah when Mark is working up in Vegas is usually when I'm in Toronto so
1: yeah, so I'll be at MGM Grand and you'll be at uh, some fancy uh, highfalutin Hopefully party. Hopefully I'll be
2: sleeping here because I've been traveling too much. <laughs> no, I'm, I dig that for
3: you. you I deserve I want some that Z's. for you. It's a one that for you.
1: That's the best but you moved to LA, you're settled, now you get to sleep regularly. It's good when you're not at comedy clubs late <laughs> night. so our schedule, it just never ends. Um, so that is Lisa, that is Jacqueline, I am Mark. You all can uh, hit us up with a movie, a TV project or you can write us a mailbag, be a member of our Fresh Ketchup crew. Hit us up anytime at our RT is wrong at RottenTomatoes.com. Speaking of RottenTomatoes.com, that's where there's so many great editorial stuff. Um, some updates about the TV and movies that I'm not necessarily going to trumpet right now because Union strong, but you can go there and look at all the stuff coming out in theaters, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, next week we have a big episode, Jacqueline.
3: Yes, we are going to, you know, in the brightest day and darkest night. Wow. You cannot keep us away.
1: You, <laughs> wow, you knew that. Kind of. You knew that. are you one of them? Are you Shut one up. of them lanterns? Shut up.
3: <laughs> Listen, I don't need the power ring. I see your nails. <laughs> <laughs> this would make me sinister, actually. Like, my favorite color just is yellow. I love that yellow.
1: it
2: matches. You, I didn't get the yes, memo. that's all this. I say.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's on me. Uh, that's, that's why producers are here. We can blame Brian for that. So uh, that's going to be Green Lantern coming at you the next time you hear and see our smiling faces. Until then, release the wall and Jacqueline Coy, the whole gang here at Rotten Tomatoes. I am Mark Ellising Thank you. Good night. And uh, hang in there, Michelle Rodriguez.